from the ESPN 690 and the Jared Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Hey, welcome back to JTech here on a Wednesday edition of Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. What's the matter? No news to share? I mean, when we've been at JTech in the past. Yeah. Travis Etienne got hurt. That was a big story. Yeah. Urban Meyer joined us on the show. You he might did. remember. He did. I mean, something big might happen today. I just want to let you know. I don't know if it's good or bad or whatever, <laughs> but it might happen. Yeah, usually when we're here, there is definitely breaking news. Um, <laughs> and that was yesterday, Josh Lambeau. So it would have been Lambeau yesterday, by the way, because we've been coming on Tuesdays. Yes. That was before the football season. Now we go to Top Golf on Tuesdays. I mean, Baker Mayfield's not playing, but I don't think that's really that earth shattering. I don't think so. Nah, nah, nah. It's not the I mean, dirt. I don't think DeJuan Smoot rescued another baby. <laughs> no, no, but that was big. I mean, that's everywhere now. <laughs> that is you see everywhere. that? It should be everywhere. It everywhere. It's yeah, still impressive. Cool we talked about it on the show today, uh, on yeah. the morning show. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. how, how could you not? It's that kind of story, right? Get him on uh, Good Morning America. Yeah, well, listen, uh, CBS early show. Sorry, all right. the early show. Um, yeah, yeah, whether featuring it's Fox and Friends or something, but we don't the, really care about ABC. No, no, right? uh, that, that was my misspeak there. But apparently he is going to be on Good Morning America. Is he really? Yes. Um, what a trader, huh? Yeah, what a trader. By the way, Good Morning America that competes with the official Jag station, okay? Yeah. So get them on CBS. But is maybe that, CBS didn't ask. Is that Strahan on Good Morning America? Yeah. Where's Burleson at? Burleson's CBS guy. Well, then let's but go. Is he on the morning stuff now? Is I that what so. he's doing the morning Pretty show? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's yeah, go, come Nate. On, Bur- come on, Nate. What's going on, Nate? So, man. Official station in Jacksonville, CBS yep. Fox, not ABC, okay? Yeah. So apparently, that, did you see that, Mike? I mean, I think Dewan uh, Smoot's going to talk tomorrow, but like Good Morning America or the Jags—I don't know which one—didn't <laughs> want him talking to anybody else until Good Morning America talked to him. Really? I mean, what are we doing here? Wow. Like, what, so what are, are they paying Dewan Smoot to talk? So, so they're protecting Smoot for Good Morning America, not letting him. I don't. Again, I don't know if it's the Jags people protecting Smoot, or if it's Good Morning America that said to Smoot, hey, yeah, don't talk to anybody until you're done with our thing, which, by the way, Smoot, talk to whoever the hell you want to talk to. Well, yeah, especially your local media. Uh, yeah. We've been covering you as day one. By the way, this is, it, this is, this never goes over well with, like, the listeners and, and viewers and all that stuff to complain about the media stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, and, I don't really care yeah, either. You don't, yeah. But I will tell you, but, there's an but, underbelly of that. If yeah. you read people who follow the team today mm-hmm. about the Smoot story, that are upset. That has people kind of, I'm upset. You are, or, and that's fine. I get you are. I, I see where they're coming from, um, but it, I don't think anybody cares. The bottom line is this shouldn't be about the media who gets the story. All this stuff, it's about the smoots, and uh, everybody's doing well, and it's a cool story. It's a neat story. It should be a story that goes everywhere. Well, I just hope that it's Good Morning America doing this and not the Jaguars. Because well, I'll be honest, then if, the, if this is the Jaguars call, then I'll be a little disappointed. Yeah, that's, yeah. Because, uh, I mean, come on. Cause, because, listen... If Smoot's available, he was at the building today. Mm-hmm. And that's where Mike DiRocco tweeted. He's like, he told us that he couldn't talk to anybody until Good Morning America. So basically... <laughs> Non-disclosure agreement. I mean, <laughs> this is like a feel-good story. You should talk to everybody. It's like, yeah. I, t- I get this a lot. Um, hey, Brent, like, we appreciate you covering, blah, blah, blah. We're going to give this to you. It's like a charity thing. I was like, no, don't give it to me. Give it to all the stations. It's a charity thing. Like, give it to the newspaper, the radio, the this. You should yeah, want to get that's the, for the word greater out. Good. Like, this isn't... This isn't like, I don't need an exclusive for this. I appreciate your value in the friendship or, mm-hmm. or the relationship, but no, push that out there, man. You want that everywhere. Well, this is one of those stories. Like, yeah. uh, to be honest with you, I don't think they should just give it to the official Jag station. I don't think they should just give it to some. They should, 
this Smoot story should be everywhere. It's a cool story. Everybody should be talking. You should be talking about it, right? Yeah. On WAPE. Yeah. Uh, we should be talking about it. Our TV stations did stories on it. I'm sure the others did, too. And what I said today is, where are the Jags on Good Morning Football? Where are the Jags on NFL Live right now? They won a game the other day. Trevor Lawrence, the number one overall pick, won his first game of his career. Why haven't yeah. I seen Trevor Lawrence? Somewhere? I understand but they're one in five. doesn't matter. Good Morning Football wants everybody on. Yeah, but did you see Joe Burrow last year everywhere? I bet he was on. Was he? I bet I didn't see Joe Burrow a lot. Maybe. I don't know. I'm telling you this. If I'm, a, if I'm somebody in the Jags building, yeah. okay, and I say, now listen, Trevor might not want to do it. Mm -hmm. That's part of it. But if I call Good Morning Football up and be like, hey, you guys want Trevor Lawrence? He just won his first career game and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And by I the way, highly doubt they're rookie, going to say no. Hey, Brent, not sure if you know this. First rookie <laughs> quarterback to win in London. <laughs> That's a great hey. stat. <laughs> Yo, I mean, of all the things we're going to celebrate, that's the one? <laughs> yeah, I know. Cool. It's just another stat. Okay. Um, but anyway. But, so I mean, who, who knows? Maybe it's some kind of non-disclosure agreement. Maybe he's going to parlay this into Dancing with the Stars, and he's going to well, be Smoot a big time. He has, like, his own YouTube channel and stuff. So, so yeah. It's like propriety kind of stuff, He's playing stuff, this smart, right? then maybe. Yeah. Um, there should be a signing with Mama Smoot, Baby Smoot, and Daddy Smoot. Mm -hmm. Somewhere like Palm Beach autographs in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> right? The whole family. The whole yeah. family. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's a cool story. I, my, my point being, it's a fun story. It shouldn't be about the media Whoa. as much as it's about the story. And, and I think, I don't know if Casey got a, I sent you an email, the 911 calls. Uh, that we uh, got through the TV station, oh, and it's it's really like I, I saw the text of it. I haven't heard the call. Yeah. Um. So it's pretty pretty wild. I mean, the whole thing is really at least oh, in text. Been... And so we might play that a little bit later on. I wouldn't be able to hold. Like, hopefully, I have like a Bluetooth going because I couldn't hold the phone shaking so much, so nervous. <laughs> hopefully, and I don't know how this is going to come across tomorrow for Good Morning America. Hopefully, they have his wife on there too. That's all I'm going to say. You have to have her on because she is the, the real hero. I mean, she... Yes. And know. by the way, great tweet by Dewan to say yeah. that, right? Yes. I mean... Uh, Nicely done. Yeah, that was really good. So the whole thing, that's a very cool story. Everybody should be... But we don't. Willing to tell that story. Michael and, Strahan. And, like, <laughs> tell the story. Michael Strahan gets this. I mean, and you do realize, Michael Strahan, that that last sack on Brett Favre was set up, <laughs> right? <laughs> he, he, he didn't earn the sack record. He didn't. Just saying. I mean, if we want to expose him, we can. Uh, I'm with you, Brent. Are you for um, uh, elect the big topic today is electronic strike zones or not? Are you a fan <laughs> or no? <laughs> uh, no, because if we start going electronic strike zones, then we're going to go to robot umpires, and then it's just going to be this whirlwind of baseball that's not appealing to me. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, by the way, Casey, you're a baseball guy. Um, we do this. We have this story about twice a year. I feel like. At least. I, I was going to say a little more than that, but yeah. It feels more than that. Yeah. But it comes up because uh, Laz Diaz last night, by the, he did not just miss Red Sox calls. It felt like it, that was a close pitch either way. It could have gone either way. Mm -hmm. um, he missed like 23 and all, and I think I read 12 of them were against the Red Sox and 11 were against the Astros. So let's get that out of the way. This is coming from a Red Sox fan. I, I don't. The Red Sox didn't score runs yesterday. They had three hits. That's why they lost the game, more so than anything else, in my opinion. But it came up because of that big call, and J.D. Martinez struck out on a terrible strike three call, I mean, earlier in the game. Uh, so those were noticeable, I, I think, uh, against the Red Sox. They lose the game. But where do you come in, young, uh, young Casey, uh, who likes playing video games, who mm -hmm. I equate the electronic strike zone, the robotic umpires, to video games. And if we get to a point where Major League Baseball and baseball as we know it becomes a video game, then I'll just buy a damn PlayStation. You probably <laughs> should buy one anyway. Uh, how yeah, many, for sure they're fun. Yeah, they are fun. How many missed calls did you say? 
Like 23. Now, 23, but we're not talking about, like, egregious missed calls. We're talking about, like, a half an inch off the plate, you know? Uh, So outside of the K zone. I think we got to be a little careful how we represent it. It's not like they blew 23 pass interference calls in a football game, (laughs) you know? Totally different here. Uh, But, yeah, that's a lot of missed calls. Call a strike, a strike, call a ball, a ball, whatever it takes. Whatever yeah, it takes. You played Casey. the game, too. You played the game, Careful whatever it takes. So you don't. You wouldn't mind it if it went to Casey's like, all robot. for robot umpires, man. Because oh, you know what else I'd like? I'd like robotic first baseman, too. <laughs> See, but that's not the same. It is. No, it's not. Why not? It's a human element. Well, all right. Why don't we just go with pitching machines? <laughs> See, I don't, I don't understand how that correlates. <laughs> Every... Every team's going to hire, like, their own programmer, and whoever, like, the best programmer is, like, programs with the best pitches. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, it's already an analytic game. It, so. is, it is an analytic game. Nothing's are more you? frustrating than throwing a pitch on the corner and gets called a ball. Like, what are we doing? You work so hard to figure out how to pitch. You make a good pitch, it gets called a ball. Or if you're hitting, you you how long you hit, work on the tee, you work all day, all night to hit, to hit good pitches. They throw a ball, they call it a strike, and all of a sudden you're sitting down. I mean, Casey, there's frustrating things in all sports, all right? Trying I'm, to play this in Green is... Bay in front of your family, and Brian Bulaga's holding the crap out of you because you're <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yes, and exactly. I even told the ref, and he's like, well, you play for Jacksonville, so what do you want me to do? <laughs> I'm with <laughs> that as well. No. Throw the flag. I just want <laughs> but, to be done correctly. <laughs> he might as well have. <laughs> uh, yeah. Listen, I, I always get on this. I'm, I'm a more of a traditionalist in baseball in a lot of ways, but then there are silly things, right? It's like I think we overuse replay in certain spots like i get it for fair balls home runs all that stuff obvious plays but then when we're breaking down okay did he go one sixtieth of a frame of video or whatever mm-hmm. it is you know are, are we do are we really getting too much into the weeds on it and then you go to a game like was it the braves like this postseason where they caught a foul ball but they said they couldn't review the play it looked like he trapped it i think it was the braves and it bounced or maybe it was the dodgers bounced off uh, the catcher and the third baseman caught it and they couldn't do it because it, you can only review plays that are beyond, like, the basis, mm-hmm. not before the basis. And so that, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. if you can review if a guy caught the ball or not, whether it's in foul territory near the on-deck circle or not, why wouldn't you do it? Of course. So uh, replay's weird anyway. I have just long said, you want to go with your replay, fine. I'll debate about it. I don't love it, but I get it. Um, and, and what people always say, well, let's get the right call. Well, robotic umpires may change a heck of a lot more than just getting the right call or not. They, people have different zones. Much like a pitcher has a different 96-mile-an-hour yeah. fastball, well, they get to work the zone the umpire favors or might call high, low, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, we have this all the time. There's an umpire that, that umps high school ball and Ty knows exactly who he is. He knows exactly who he is. He's like, and I know he's not going to call it above the belly button. Yeah. And you know what? He doesn't. He's consistent. Sure. You know who he is. Like, that's great. Like, that's good for the pitcher. That's good for the hitter. They know what to expect. Now you ask the umpire to be consistent with that stuff, right? Yeah. And don't go outside that because you've kind of set the parameters. But the, the first couple of innings in a, in a ball game in baseball to figure out what the umpire's zone is, I mean... Uh, that's what's the it's game. Part it's of the a game. part of the game. It's I mean, part of the game. It's part of the nuance and the beauty and the romanticism of the game. Mm-hmm. And we want to eliminate that? Like, I just don't get that. I don't understand why we want to eliminate that. And and what I do, really do think this would be the most we've ever come close to trying to do a video game if we went to the electronic zone. I, I joke in, about the video game. In any sport, though. But, yeah, yeah. I, it would feel like a video game um, mm-hmm. if you knew. It, and what they would do, and I know this, is the... Um, uh, the, the runs would go up 
because the hitters are so smart sure. and they would know the zone so much. They already do. Yeah. That they would, you'd get more runs. So mm -hmm. if you do want more offense in the game, that would be a way to go. That's a good call. I just don't want to go down that road, bro. Casey, I'm not voting for it. So sorry, Casey. I'm MLB not the Show either. 2021, two million sales across all platforms. The game reached four million players. Just saying. That's great. It's they popular game. they can they can play it. That's, that's pretty impressive. On a big screen. I don't need it on my big screen in real life. Now, now go and do Call of Duty next because I'm <laughs> sure those numbers are even more <laughs> crazy. Uh, anyway, so that's the latest. Uh, hey, the Red Sox, by the way, real quick on baseball, maybe get into it a little bit more. Uh, but Red Sox and Braves, I believe, are now done. They allowed the better teams to come back in. And mm -hmm. I, what you're going to say is, like, Frank, come on, man. I mean, the Red Sox still hit the heck out of the ball. And the Astros aren't that great. I get it uh, in terms of pitching. Mm -hmm. So anybody could win. It's a three-game series. But I say the same about the Braves, and I think I actually feel this more about the Braves. Mm -hmm. The Braves had them on the ropes. They were listless. They were done, the Dodgers. And they, four runs, like, I mean, I don't think it was a bad pitch. Somehow Bellinger hit that ball out of there. And then they pitched to Mookie Betts, which didn't make sense to me. But I think that series is over. Like, I honestly do. I, I'm sorry, Braves fans, but I don't think you have a chance in this series. I think you just woke so. up the Giant, yep, and the Dodgers did. are now, I think they're going to roll. They're going to win the series. I really believe that. Yeah. I, I could be wrong, but I don't know how you feel about it, Casey. I don't know how you feel about Austin, but I think I think this is now – this went from a Red Sox-Braves World Series yesterday at 7 o'clock or yeah. 6 o'clock to by 11 o'clock at night or midnight last night, I was like, eh, Dodgers and Astros in the World Series. So, well, so okay. I think from the, the Braves-Dodgers game, you make a great point. Um, you know, you had five outs to win the game. You couldn't get it done. Uh, Dodgers come back, blow the game wide open, and now all their momentum has shifted to, to the Dodgers. So I definitely agree with that. The Red Sox, I, I'm not quite sure on because, once again, you're saying it's over for the Red Sox. So that means they're probably going to win the World Series this year and probably re repeat next year as well because that's that's how this show works now. Brent talks smack about the Red Sox, and the Red Sox do well. So maybe this is a little gamesmanship on your Reverse part. Reverse psychology. But I'm not ready to sit here and say the Red Sox are out of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say the Red Sox are out of it either. The Astros pitching is terrible. Um, the Red Sox bullpen is not much better, but overall, I think they have better pitching. Uh, on the Dodger front, yeah, I think the Braves might be in trouble uh, just due to the fact that the Braves are the best team in baseball, and you could have put them away, and you didn't. And when you let the best team in baseball stick around, I, I lean towards what you're saying. Brent, and, uh, are you proud of your fan base after that after the, the Red Sox-Astros game where they almost made A-Rod cry from chanting J-Lo and chanting Ben Affleck at the postgame? Um, Did he almost cry? Well, I mean, he was uh, he was affected. I don't know if he almost cried, but I, but I guarantee he cried behind the scenes. You yeah. think he was affected? I well, saw it yeah, the night they, before. They, they, they I, kept I, chanting Ben Affleck. No one wants to hear that. Trying to do his job. A-Rod says he loves Boston, but, I mean, man, oh, they no, give that's, him three. That's a lie. Yeah. And, of course, he's right next to Big Poppy. It's actually it, it's kind of a cool thing out there that he's willing to go. I give A-Rod a lot of credit. I mean, he's okay dealing with all the stuff. Yeah. Now, I, I didn't see last night. I saw it the night prior yeah, it was when funny. the Red Sox had won. And last night might have been a little more anger yeah. of the Red Sox fan after giving up seven runs. Mm -hmm. um, I give A-Rod some credit, man. I, again, I think A-Rod's pretty good on TV. I like him in that role better than the color analyst role. Yeah. I mean, I think with him with around other players, it's just it's a good fit. I feel like it. Because he's, he's kind of like that clean cut, you know, kind of the pretty boy. And then you got Big Poppy, who's just, you know, he's Big Poppy. I, I think it's a good combination. Well, I mean, and if you go back, I mean, the dynamic that they have those two guys there and having fun and joking around, they hated each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, that those, the Yankees, Red Sox, A-Rod, Veritek, the teams Ortiz was on, they hated each other. I mean, they hated A-Rod. Yes. He was the villain of that team. Oh, like, for sure. In a big-time way. So to see those guys there talking ball, 
I think it's kind of fun um, outside Fenway Park, uh, especially. Uh, you did say Baker Mayfield, by the way, get ready on Thursday night. Baker Mayfield not going to play. No. Are the Browns in trouble? Yes. They absolutely are in trouble because now Cream Hunt's going to be out for a while. Um, Nick Chubb, I is think, is Chubb still out too? Chubb's out as well. So uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is not 100%. Jarvis Landry coming off IR, he may not play. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of injury concerns right now in Cleveland, which is awesome because they're my Super Bowl team, so uh, <laughs> it looks great. No, I want to pick Buffalo, but Brent picked Buffalo. I couldn't pick the same team as him, so here we are now. Yeah, and Buffalo but, um, beat Tennessee. Come on, <laughs> For sure. But I think... Yeah, I think there's serious problems from Cleveland. And obviously their offense is decimated by injury right now, but also their defense. I think, you know, they've had spurts. Where they look like they belong in a top-five category, but there's been lapses where it's just like they're giving up way too many points, giving up too much rushing yards. So I'm not sold on Cleveland right now. You know, I think people have floated this out there, and I have too, actually. Like, I, I might have said it to you, uh, but I think I don't know where I was talking. I said it somewhere. But would you enter? Do you think Odell Beckham Jr. like with the Jags? How much would it help to get a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. around here? Like, w- would it? Would it? Would you like like to make a trade for him? I'm not saying they would. Right now, Jarvis yeah. Landry's banged up as well. Mm-hmm. But he just seems like such a forgotten guy in Cleveland. I forget well, we no, even talked about this on the air, but like, no, we no, <laughs> we almost got in a fight over it because um, I was under the, the principle of. Y- they would trade him to a competitor, I feel like. And your, your argument was, well, what has he done for the city of Cleveland? Which is not a bad point. It's not like Odell Beckham Jr.'s Clayus Campbell where he gave you, you know, some great years, helped in the community, and you want to do right by Clayus Campbell by sending him to Baltimore, right? That's not the case right now for Odell Beckham Jr. I just think of where is he at in his career right now? Because there's a reason why we haven't heard a lot of Odell Beckham, because he hasn't been producing that much. Yeah, and so that, I, I come with – I'm a little bit there. I'm like, hey, I, I, you know you got a quarterback. They don't really have a number one wide receiver. Is Odell Beckham still that guy? He, yeah. you know, he doesn't feel like that guy. But is that because of Cleveland? Is that because they like to run the ball? Is that – I don't know. I mean, they're just trying not to I mean, do anything. But yeah. I, I just – I feel like it's an interesting thought. Where do you get a number one receiver, right? You go get him in a top five pick like Jamar Chase, mm-hmm. right? You get one of these Jerry Judy types or anything. That but does see, the here's, here's the thing, Brent. If we're talking number one receivers and Urban Meyer, then I'm going after Michael Thomas over Odell Beckham Jr. all day. Not like not even thinking twice about it. So you'd rather go Michael Thomas than, than Odell Beckham Oh, for sure. Yeah. I just don't know where Odell Beckham Jr. is anymore. I, I really don't. Do we know where Michael Thomas is anymore? He hasn't played I, a lot of football I mean, last year. I know when he's on the field, the guy produces. Now, w- w- whether he's running 10 slants a game, that's fine. As long as you're catching the football, that's all I ask. That's an interesting thought. Casey, jump in on here. Michael Thomas or Odell Beckham Jr.? If you, if you could uh, you make – I don't know what the contract is for Beckham. It's not as high as Michael Thomas. Thomas is like a $20 million guy. Yeah. But – Michael Thomas or OBJ, you could trade, and my guess is you're getting, you're going to spend more for Michael Thomas, right? If you had to give up draft picks and stuff. Correct, correct, yes. But if you could, where are you going, Casey? Um, well, first of all, I think Odell's contract is almost up, so I'm uh, that plays in, but I'll I'll take that out of it. Um, I would say Odell because I just think, I just. I think he's a better, like, receiver, like the slants with Michael Thomas. I'm also sick of Michael Thomas not playing football and being on my fantasy bench. <laughs> no IR spot. He's out more weeks than he was supposed to be. Comes the Has IR COVID. Spot. All of these things, okay? But take that aside. I think Odell is a better just natural 
receiver, and I think the big playability is there. I'd rather have Odell. Hmm. That's interesting because I do think I hear your point, yeah. Austin, of saying what has he done? Yeah. Like who is? What are you getting? Like who's the Odell Beckham I'm getting? He's hurt a lot. Yeah. He's forgotten about a little bit. Is he the guy that? was with the Giants, and he's kind of diva-esque and has, like, this soap opera feel on the sideline? Is he the guy that makes these incredible catches? Is he so, dynamic? Is, is Why did they bring Jarvis Landry? Is he even better than Jarvis Landry, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. is he better than Marvin Jones right now? I mean, I know that sounds weird, but can you can rely on Marvin Jones. It seems like you're going to get the up and downs, peaks and valleys of an Odell Beckham Jr. So, so uh, Odell Beckham Jr. last year, seven games, 23 receptions, 319 yards, three touchdowns. Odell Beckham Jr. in 2019 uh, played in 16 games, 74 receptions, 1,035 in terms of yardage, four touchdowns. <laughs> well, there's, a, there's a trend. Marvin Jones here. gonna get that in one game. Just wait. <laughs> Uh, the trend is Baker Mayfield, by the way. That's the well, problem. Uh, no, so uh, and he makes a good point there because if you look at a guy like Austin Hooper, Austin Hooper was at one time the highest paid tight end yeah. in the NFL. How's he doing? That's a good point. I forgot he was on the team, right? right? Yeah. So I mean, I, I do agree with Casey. I think some of it has to do with that offense and Baker Mayfield primarily. But still, I mean. So, I, I just feel like the number one receiver's got to produce. I follow some Cleveland Brown folks, and obviously we've got some folks that love Oklahoma around here that love to defend Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. I am not a Baker Mayfield hater. I don't know exactly what he is. You know, he doesn't feel in the category of that he's ever going to get to Mahomes and, and Lamar Jackson and even where Justin Herbert seems like he's trending. Mm-hmm. doesn't feel that way. Uh, but it's almost like as dynamic as their offense looks on paper, it, it eats at each other. They've, and I understand a lot of these guys are hurt right now, but let's just say they're all healthy. You got Hooper and Joku, who also wanted to trade at one time. You got Landry. You got Odo Beckham Jr. You've got two running backs and Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. I mean, holy crap, man! And a pretty I good, mean, pretty good offensive line and as a, well. And a very good offensive line. Yeah. I mean, what else? Do you, like, we had this discussion yesterday about Minnesota quarterback, yeah. running back, two wide receivers. Yeah. Ain't topping that. On paper, that is unbelievable if they're healthy. But then it doesn't seem like there is. Doesn't that seem like a, a Chiefs offense that would score 40 a game? No, I mean, if you like, I put it like this. If you're a rookie quarterback going to the NFL and you had a chance to start anywhere, Cleveland is on your, your high list of priorities to succeed, I just feel like, because they have everything. Offensive line, run game, um, pretty good receiving threats in the tight end position. But, like, to answer the question with Austin Hooper, through six games, 12 receptions, 101 yards, one touchdown. Wow. Those are Dan Arnold numbers in one game. All right. Uh, that's, let's go here next. I, I texted you guys today. I said, forgotten NFL players. Mm-hmm. Guys that we, we talked about for a lot. Odell Beckham seems to fit that a lot to me. Austin Hooper's a better example of it. Yeah. I'll I just paid tight end in the NFL for a while, bro. I'll give you some guys that we talked about this offseason. And a month and a half into the season, we're like, oh, yeah, what's up with those guys when you hear their name? It All happened right. to me today. Okay. And I'm wondering, do you have any others? Okay, so we'll, uh, Austin Hooper's a good good answer there. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr., I feel like, is kind of an answer there. Michael Thomas, I kind of forgot that he was hurt and stuff. Yeah. Does he help the Saints when he does come back, right? I mean, it, he's eligible now. And uh, how much does that help them kind of hit a new gear? Uh, who else? The forgotten NFL stars, if you will, that we all talk about the offseason in the summer, maybe even last year, you had on your fantasy team, and they like, oh, is that guy going to play again? <laughs> or what is that guy doing? Or who are those folks? We're I'm wondering that Jack. all the time. 
<laughs> well, <laughs> the look at your fantasy team, I can. You oh, probably here comes, are. Here, here, here comes uh, the IR complaint some more. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690 here on a Wednesday live from JTEC. Come on out. Say hello. Give JTEC a call. More on JTEC uh, coming up as well throughout the show. We'll be right back. Hey, hey. Wow, what's happened? What, that was a heck of a mix you just put on there, Casey. That was three Urban Meyer interviews at once. And, 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 and why Dustin am I hearing Coos? I know. I mean, why I am I hearing Coos yeah. on ESPN 690? It was his I choice to leave left. the show. I know. It was his choice to leave. And now we're playing them. With that was wild. Like, I don't know how you did that, but I don't know if you could even do that again. <laughs> he's not answering. Yeah, so I'm sure he's stressed right now, he as anybody is. would be in that situation. It's okay. Take oh, a deep breath. Dude, I, I thought it was cool. I think it was kind of fun. I thought it was, it was like awesome. this reverb kind of thing. I thought it was cool. Like it's a good word, reverb. Probably Re not proper use of it, but it was a good word. It's a good word. I, I, I like the reverb. I like me a good reverb. All right. Uh, by the way, did you hear Casey and Brian Middleton last night on uh, 7 o'clock? You were probably working I off. was training, but I heard good they things. They sounded good. Uh, we'll have to do that again. Filled a little half hour before the uh, ALCS game four on ESPN 690. Which game do we have today? Well, we don't have the Red Sox. They play at four. So then what would we have if we don't have we the Red Sox? We must have the NLCS. <laughs> That'd be correct. Should we just throw to the Red Sox game at four just for the first few innings to see if they hit a grand slam? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it starts at 5.08. If oh, that's, if that's something we want to do, maybe let me know. So we could get out of here a little <laughs> earlier, by the way, if we, go, if we go with first pitch at 5.08. Definitely put it in the email, though. Brent, let us know, though. You know. So what is our lineup today on ESPN 690? If the game starts at 5.08, we're done at 6. I'm not even sure what time the, the Dodgers game starts. Is that 8? That's, uh, that's going to be an 8.08 start time. Check your local listings. Okay, so that coverage starts at 7.30. What are we filling the gap in today between 6 and 7.30? Um, ESPN programming? Yeah. Okay. Can I do, can I do like an anime want, hour? You want to do an anime hour? Yeah. So it, what's filling it is the same thing that would have filled it yesterday, but then me and Brian were in for that. So well, we had we, yeah, but we had uh, Mike Norvell show. We had FSU coaches show. Oh, that is true for an hour. So that we don't have that this, today. No, we just have. So you'd have to fill an hour and a half, and we don't trust you guys to fill an hour and a half yet. Half hour is where we start. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you got you to you got to ease them into it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I got you. But got now, you. if Austin will do the anime hour, which I don't know why we would trust him to do that either. But well, do you not trust me in my expertise? Do you not trust me because the content's not going to be that great? Yeah, I don't know what to trust. What do you mean? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to break down new animes coming. There's there's a Cowboy Bebop live action movie. Is it, that what that was? Yes, yes. I, I was I talking about you, that I today. I didn't know if you were joking or you no, were real. No, I'm I'm, I'm all in. I'm, I'm the Cowboy Bebop live action. So real quick, Brent, because you know anime is animated, right? I got it. So then they uh, like sometimes, you know, they'll make the live action version. So it's like real people, and it gets a bad rap because it doesn't stay true to the anime, and people get all upset. It's like, this sucks, and why did you waste money? Y yada, yada, yada. Okay. okay, so they don't like it overall. So th th there wasn't a, a lot of hype with this Cowboy Bebop one, but I think it's going to be cool because it doesn't really necessarily stay true to the anime, but it's still, like, artistic, and I think it's going to have its own special appeal. Okay. So there you go. Yeah, are you an anime guy, That's been the anime minute on ESPN 690. No. No, he's not. Okay. Okay. If you are, Casey, I understand. I'm, I I'm, mean, I like Bob's Burgers, but I know that's not what you're going for. <laughs> is that a Bob, thing? No, Bob's Burgers is awesome. Jo, oh. jo, John H. Uh, Benjamin, yeah. um, who, who he does Archer as well. But no, jo, John, uh, so Bob's Burgers is more of just it's like an animated series. Okay. Yeah. It's not an anime. Um, what's the age group of anime? 
Like, is it's it a all millennial the place. thing? No, it's all over the place. Are you kidding me? There's people like my age that like anime? There's people your age that are going to go to Comic-Con this year and dress up as your favorite, favorite anime character. Yeah. That's true. They're probably, yeah. Now, are you going to make fun of these people? That. Because I'm going to have an issue with that. So, <laughs> mind you, choose your next words carefully. On the radio, probably not. Okay. In commercial break, yes. Okay, great. And <laughs> in, in, in behind-the-scenes text messages, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> absolutely. Fa fantastic. But, friend. by the way, I don't have a work phone. Yeah. So you can't go get my text messages. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> no, I, I, I got you. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, I mean, it's just like watching like a regular, it's just like watching Ted Lasso, except it's animated. Yeah, and yeah. you still haven't watched Ted Lasso. Would you watch gonna. Ted Lasso if it was animated? I consider it. <laughs> I'd, I'd think it over. All right, hey, uh, I don't know why I thought of this today, but you just mentioned Austin Hooper. Brett Martin, by the way, yeah. uh, Austin Lane, we're at JTech uh, here. Um, on a Wednesday, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 6. I've been telling you about JTEC. I've been out here a few times. Austin tells you all the time about JTEC. Uh, HVAC, uh, automotive technology, diesel technology, marine and RV technology. you got to check it out, JTEC.org. So many um, vital positions in our world you can be trained for right here at JTEC. Uh, so give them a buzz. Take a tour. Uh, find more information out at JTEC.org. The... Forgotten player in the NFL, mm -hmm. I saw a name today, and it made me think of this. Okay. Uh, and I saw a video last night when I was actually editing some Josh uh, Lambeau highlights that made me think of this. And so it was Jordan Love because I saw in a trade, like, could oh. it be a potential <laughs> trade for a player like a Jordan Love? Yeah, yeah. Somebody said. I, I, I doubt he gets moved mm -hmm. because that would be dumb by Green Bay. Horrible. I would think. Yeah, come But on. I kind of like Jordan Love was the a big conversation piece mm -hmm. of the summer. I understand why he's not a conversation piece now, but it's interesting to go from like, oh, yeah, Jordan Love. Like, we talked about him for three months, yeah. right, with the whole saga of Aaron Rodgers, and now nothing. Well, I had some the 59-yard kick uh, for Lambeau against Houston, and I saw Deshaun Watson running off the field. Yep. Deshaun Watson was in story for basically eight months of the entire offseason, and I don't really remember anybody saying his name the last six weeks. Like, what's happened with that story? Of Deshaun Watson, is it just like at a standstill? Is what is Deshaun Watson doing? Yeah. Where does this end up? Miami continues to be the only franchise that feels like there's been a dance or two about Deshaun Watson. Mm -hmm. We have no idea what the legal situation is on Deshaun Watson. It, it's pretty fascinating how much he was in the news, headlined everywhere, people curio curious about it, and now nothing. Well, and it's Sean nothing Watson. because, and like, it's not like anything's been decided yet. Either. I know. I mean, like, it's when? so it's still in limbo. No, for sure, it's still in limbo. Um, yeah, I mean, th that is a great call. You just get the sense that once the NFL season starts, there's so many stories. And, like, Deshaun Watson was just, like, you know, it was the appetizer up until the season started. And once the season started, it's like, okay, we'll go on to something different, which is crazy because it's still probably the biggest story right now going to the NFL. He's a top five quarterback at one time. Um, he's young. And the fact that all these allegations that have come out that need to be taken seriously, yeah, it should be talked about probably a little more. Listen, it's not apples to apples, but when we have stories like this in sports, we kind of have an idea of how it's going to end, mm -hmm. right? Ben Simmons is a story in sports right now, and we know how it's going to end. He's going to not be in Philly at some point. Yeah, for right? sure. I mean, that is how it's going to end, whether that happens tomorrow or three weeks from now or whatever. He's not going to be in Philly. He, it, it's not going to work there. We really have no idea what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. And that's an unusual thing to have. Like, we really, you could guess, you could put odds on it, and they're probably somewhat even odds all around. Mm -hmm. Does he stay in Houston? Because 
they don't want to trade him and they don't get what they they want uh do do they trade him and he goes and plays for the miami dolphins or denver broncos or somebody like that does he end up in jail yeah i mean i don't know where it is like I, does he end up playing in the nfl because of whatever happens from a legal standpoint that is very odd in today's and this story's been going on for a while that we really don't have a great feel about how this story ends mm-hmm. for Deshaun Watson. I think that's the wild nature of it. It's, it's definitely a, a, the wild nature because I wouldn't be surprised if he gets traded sometimes this season, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's found guilty and he's doing jail time. So, yeah, it's just it's all over the place in terms of what the outcome could be for Deshaun Watson, really what the outcome could be for the, the Houston Texans as well. Because keep in mind, like, what we're talking about the Houston Texans right now. They probably, I mean... I'm sure they want to wash their hands of everything. Like, they, they, they don't want this scrutiny, this these optics for another off-season. Like, nobody does. Um, so I'm sure if they could cut him loose, they would. But it's just, you know, until he goes through the, the court process, it's hard to make a move on anything. And, and this goes back to why Houston is in a tough spot. Because there's a really good chance, let's just say, Deshaun Watson doesn't play for Houston again. He doesn't want to. They might move on from him there's a really good chance that Houston ends up with the number one overall pick in this draft. Mm-hmm. There's also a really good chance that a quarterback isn't taking number one overall pick in this draft. Sure. Like, it's not that kind of draft. It doesn't feel like, hey, you could you could talk me into a couple guys. Mm-hmm. But Howell and those kind of players, like, what are they doing to say, hey, they're the, they're the bona fide number one pick? For sure. So, I mean, it's a wild situation that they could end up with a number one pick. And they went from last year knowing who their quarterback was for the next 10 or 12 years to now not knowing who their quarterback is even maybe after the 2022 draft, even though they had the number one selection. Yeah. That's amazing. It's wild. Uh, Anybody else that comes to mind in terms of forgotten players in the NFL that that we get used to being household names? I mean, obviously we brought up Austin uh, Hooper was a big one. Um, You know, I think from a a fantasy perspective this season, I think injuries are definitely concerned as well, but Calvin Ridley. Um, Spot Calvin on. Ridley was a guy who I think, you know, was considered a top 10 wide receiver for sure. Part of the I, reason they were willing to deal Julio, right? Of course. And I don't think he's even in that echelon yet. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Casey, but he's been kind of disappointing this season. No, correct. And that was one of the couple names I had. So I just yeah. was saying, yeah, that's perfect. What else do you got? Uh, Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Uh, that's a good call. I got him on my fantasy team. Well, here, pro bowler too. here's the thing about Josh Jacobs that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, when he first came into the league, he was like, everybody talked about him. And the stats were, like, good. And then last year, he started falling off. Stats were fine. This year, he's played four games, and he has four touchdowns. But, like, nobody cares. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand how you go from, like, everyone loved you, and then we totally don't talk about you, but you're still quality. It's just a fascinating story to me. Do you think I, – I, mean, I got two other guys for you, too. Obviously, we follow this guy because we have history, but, like, Allen Robinson. Do you think on a national level, Allen Robinson is still, you know, talked about on a daily basis? No, I don't. I doubt it. No. Because Uh, I almost feel like Mooney now in Chicago, that wide receiver, is even talked about more than Allen Robinson is. Yeah, that's a really good call. I don't think – and, by the way, I I don't believe that's his fault. (laughs) No, no, it's nothing. Like, I I would take take Allen in a heartbeat. Yeah, I think think any team would. It's just – once again, he falls under the circumstance of the guy throwing the ball right now isn't probably where it needs to be. That's a good call. I'm trying to, anybody else come to mind? I George mean, Kittle. Well, Kittle's been hurt, right? Yeah. Another well, guy well, he, team, he, he's been hurt, but he, I think he's played in four or five games, zero touchdowns, but if certainly not mistaken. Not, yeah. not, not where I think people envisioned him, especially in fantasy. How about Robbie Anderson? Oh, oh Casey. 
Yeah, that's a great one. So, so I mean, think about some of those names, and that's why this came to my attention. We mentioned Jordan Love and Deshaun Watson. There were huge stories in the offseason. Jordan Love, I understand. Deshaun Watson, we have no idea where it's going. But you mentioned Austin Hooper early. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned now Robbie Anderson, Josh Jacobs, Calvin Ridley, George Kittle. Those are great calls. Like, mm-hmm. it's like these guys are bona fide stars. Like, I don't know where they are on the top 100 list, but it feels like they were headed there already there. Uh I actually, I'll, I'll give you a guy that, that a lot of people wanted around here, didn't get him, and maybe I just haven't played a, paid attention enough. But what's Jonu Smith doing for the Patriots? So, uh, Jonu Smith, I mean, from what I've seen of Jonu Smith, he's kind of the gadget guy. He had a, a really rough game. He fumbled twice, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they kind of went to more Hunter Henry. But yeah, he's, he's coming on. Hunter Henry's yeah, Hunter coming, is coming on. on but, he's quite early, but, but, but he's coming on. John Smith, is still, like, I still think he's doing an okay job in New England. 16 okay. for 124 and one. One touchdown? That's a game. Yep. That's a good game for a no, $40 for sure. million dollar tight end. No, for Last sure. Last week I mean, he had one catch for nine yards against the Texans, two for 27 against the Bucks, three for 14, and that was where the touchdown came. So, but I mean, are they really? Yeah, that, that's not that's like, it's not that good at all. But at the same time, I mean, they're a run first team. Like, how, how many people? Like, who's who's the I top it, Patriots receiver? They spent a lot of money on no, two for tight sure. Ends. But like, who's I mean, who's the t- top Patriots receiver? Like, is anybody really getting the ball? Probably I guess Myers, Jacoby, Jacoby Myers. Myers yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, I think yeah, that's no, it's, it's not a bad, right? it's not a bad call. And and like you look back, you're like, okay, did the Jags really miss on Jonu Smith? Did they miss on Hunter Henry? Like, are they okay <sighs> yeah. right now with? Jacob Hollister and Dan Arnold. See, I, I still think if you put John in, and Chris in, in, yeah, I still think if you put John in the right capacity. You give him the targets, he's going to produce. I just don't think he's getting the target share right now in New England. But, but maybe I'm wrong. What happened? Where, where the heck is Sammy Watkins? Is he doing anything? Sammy, good call. Sammy Watkins is in Baltimore. And is not he doing really. anything? Not really. Uh, but, but of he course, seemed like he, well, he was more in front because of the Chiefs, right? The Chiefs for would, sure. would get well, him the ball. He scored, what, dynamic. Two touchdowns. Two touchdowns in Jacksonville a couple yeah. years ago. Um, you know, you you have Hollywood Brown, and they're just bringing back Rashad Bateman now. So I think Watkins is kind of getting lost in the sauce a little bit. It's interesting, right? It is. I mean, just because you were Johnny come lately, I guess, is what the world is all about, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like, where 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 are you? What are you doing? True. What have you done for me lately? And there's a, those, those are some Daniel big Jones guys. is one, too. <laughs> Daniel, Daniel Jones, Jones stay in concussion protocol. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, we don't even bring up guys like Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey who are on the shelf, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690, live from JTEC here on a Wednesday. I didn't feel like I was in limbo. You know, I, I, I knew, you know, towards the end of the season, you know, my conversations with, with Brian Cashman that, you know, he he certainly wanted me back and um, and and I knew I wanted to be back, um, you know, but, but there were things that, you know, organizationally you got to go through and um, I had a really good conversation with Hal Steinbrenner uh, last Monday and then where where he informed me that you know they they did want me back. That's Aaron Boone. I, I'm stunned that Aaron Boone is back. Absolutely stunned. <laughs> yeah. Now, let, no, Brand that, new deal. Is, yeah. I mean, I I, I don't know. I, I, in my opinion, that says a lot about the Yankees. Mm. That that what they've done is is satisfying enough to yeah. bring Aaron Boone back. That's not the old Yankee way. Didn't meet expectations by any means. No, I mean, listen, yep. I, I like Aaron Boone. I really do. I mean, I know he beat the Sox that one year, but I've, I've had experience with Aaron Boone where I think he's a really cool guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not rooting for him to be fired. I'm just saying something's wrong. Something's not right 
in their organization, I think it was time for a change mm -hmm. if they want to win big. Mm -hmm. they've, they've been good. They know how to get to the playoffs. But I'm stunned at that. I'm just stunned at that. Uh, eh, screw it. It's the Yankees. We don't need to talk about them. Let's talk about this. <laughs> so I get a call from my sister or a text from my sister this morning. Okay. And Tommy's Pizza in Providence, Rhode Island closed. Yeah. I'm like, it hit me, it hit me in my soul. Man. When was the last time you had it? I haven't been home in three years. It's been about three years, though? So it's been three years. Okay. It's one of the stops. Yeah, for sure. Just loved Tommy's Pizza. Now, she says there's still maybe one open in, like, Cranston, Rhode Island, but that's not, like, close enough for us to go. We I talking mean, thin crust? We talking thick crust? Deep dish? What are we talking it's here? It's just, like, regular pie pizza. They cut okay. it in squares. <sighs> I like me a good square right? pizza. But yeah. not, like, the small thin crust squares, like, say, at Donato's or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um... But it closed. I'm like, what? and this is staple, man. Yeah. I mean, Tommy's Pizza. You go, you park on the the main road. You gotta, you, you play Frogger across the road. You go into this place <laughs> that's like a a hole in the wall, yeah. and you get good pizza. Yeah. Do you have places like that? I want you to think about it as we go to break. Yeah. A place that just yep. hits you in your heart. Yeah. I have I have one off the top of my head, and then I have another event that took place that I've talked about before on the show, but I think it's time to. Um, to go back there because despite m pleading and despite you know n n new changes in politics, the, the change still hasn't been made. Oh, yet. Uh, Casey, I want you I'll to think about this too. I want I want to get. Oh, I'm ready. I, I we all have this place. Now you might have multiple places. Yes, but I'm telling you, this one hits you, hits yep. you in a different way. And I want to know even in Jacksonville what that is because I'm not from Jacksonville, but we're been here since 08. I know a lot of the places. And so, is there a place like that in Jacksonville that you're like, man, I can't believe that doesn't exist anymore. That's yep. not how did it close down? It's the pandemic. Is it they just retired? They got out of it? No, don't don't get out. Yeah, yeah. Live forever. <laughs> and that's what Tommy's Pizza was back home. I almost feel like I need to call them, but she said they're already closed. Like, I can't even go like order one to go and send it to me like on a seven forty seven. That's going to be quite the price. It's going to be quite the Uber Eats charge. Don't they have those vacuum bags? Oh, I'm sure they do. Yeah. Yeah, make it happen. Well, I'm sure there's like, I mean. I love you, Tommy's yeah. Pizza. Sorry, man. Eh. It's a bummer. All right, we'll be back. Action Sports Chats. I, I want to hear from you. 904-362-9901 or on the uh, social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. What is it? What hit you in the soul when they closed down a certain restaurant or food place for you? It just happened to me this morning. We'll be back on ESPN 690. <laughs>